I don't even know who won the night game. Cowboys won. Really? 2016. Yeah. Late. I went to the Bucks games. So I missed it. It was more, I got you, Jordan. It was more awful clock management by Zimmer. I'll never understand why, why coaches don't try and get points at the end of the first half and don't use their timeouts. I don't get it. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show presented by No House Advantage. I'm Dave Lochran. Welcome you, welcoming you, easy for me to say, into another week of NFL but we still got to close out week eight, Monday night football, Kansas City Chiefs, New York Giants. And I'm joined as always by Matt Gajeski at Matt underscore Gajeski and former defensive end for the Chicago Bears. Not that Matt would know. Right. Alex, <laughs> Alex Brown at Alex Brown 96 on Twitter. What's going on, man? What's going on? How you doing? Good, man. I'll tell you what, though, that that was a hit. That was a great people love that clip. <laughs> I, I had so many people, Matt, reaching out to me saying, um, like, this is this was the best show we've had in a while, and it's the best clip. It, I think it went over pretty well. I think since our Christmas stream, it's been the, the one that's gotten the most hits on social media. So at yeah, my I, expense, but that's okay. Yeah, I was it was hoping, at mass expense, so. <laughs> I was hoping AB would tag Hester in that just to see his response. Oh, man, I should have. Gosh. Is that your, like, you, I mean, I'm assuming that's uh, – you guys were buddies, right, back in the yeah. day? Oh, yeah. yeah, I still talk to him. I mean, he, yeah, most of that team, man, most of that team, we still talk to this day. We had a alumni weekend this week, uh, went, went back to Chicago, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, nice. Got to see a lot of the guys. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, what, what year was that? What, what was it, what year was the, the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl was in, was February 07, but 07. it was the 06 season. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, we got a team playing tonight that was in the Super Bowl last year, did not look very good. And now, well, they're still favored to make the playoffs, Matt, the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's been a rough go of things early on in the season. I mean, the defense has collapsed, just cratered in upon itself on multiple occasions. And all of that so far, the midway point of the season culminated last week in a team that failed to score a single touchdown with Patrick Mahomes at the helm, dude got popped late in the game, had no idea where he was as he stumbled off the field. But you have to look at this, right, and, and kind of have a short – kind of have to have amnesia in the sense that they're 10.5-point favorites against a banged-up Giants team at Arrowhead. Is there any way – and I, 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 this is not a rhetorical question. Like, this is serious. Is there any way this game stays close today? Is it possible that the Chiefs just aren't that good, or should they route this Giants squad? The Giants are getting healthier on offense. They've played some games a little closer than they thought, and they've just gotten blown out in others. That Rams game really stands out where they got blown out. But, I mean, they absolutely just crushed the Panthers. I think we're learning a little bit more about Carolina after their really easy start to the season. Yeah, they stay. Yeah, they do. It's two teams kind of moving in different directions. The one positive I'll say about the Giants is them getting back some of these pass catchers. They can perhaps take advantage of a really porous Kansas City defense with some of the playmakers they have coming back, like Sterling Shepard's expected to go, Kadarius Tony's expected to go. I don't know in what capacity, but having those guys in the field is going to be a lot better than the like John Ross show we saw last week. So I think that's positive. For Kansas City, I mean, a three-point game against Tennessee – Complete anomaly performance. I wouldn't expect that moving forward. They have disappointed in a lot of spots this year, 
But at the same time, this offense, we have a huge sample of. I think they'll be able to score on the Giants, but man, it's been tough going for both these teams. It really has. And I mean, again, AB, you still look at this and see one team that is a far superior squad. I know the Giants have had a couple spots this year when healthy that you said, okay, they don't look too bad. But for how long can you continue to struggle if you're this Chiefs team? Even if it's just like, Defense isn't good, but Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and even guys like me call Hardman and, and Daryl Williams in the backfield, you would think that they have to be able to put up points today. Yeah, I mean, you would. I mean, just going on the history of this team, I mean, it's still got the same players. You know, I mean, it's just if you're a little bit off, that's all it takes. So <clears throat> I think that's what's going on right now. They're just they're just a tick off um, some of the the little stuff that Mahomes used to get away with is not really getting away with it right now. Or he's a little bit off and it turns into a, a turnover and their defense isn't playing well. They're not as opportunistic as they have been in the past. Uh, they need to be more detailed. They need to pay more attention to the details. And I think a coach like Andy Reid is telling them that he's letting them know that we're not good enough for these mistakes right now. I let think me, they still have the players, though. The let me ask you this, though. As, as, a yeah. former, as a former NFL player yourself, right, mm -hmm. if you were to diagnose the issues with this offense, given that over the past several years we've seen them, you know, I, I think arguably, not even arguably, I think over, if you were to take the last three years as a whole, this has been the best offense in the league. I mean, mm -hmm. right, Josh Allen and, and company the past two years have been great. Um, Tampa Bay with, with Tom Brady over the past one and a half years, of course, but, like, all in all, this has been an insanely efficient and, and dominant offense for the Chiefs. What is it, given that they have mostly the same personnel uh, that they haven't been able to get away with? It's, I'm telling you, it is Mahomes doing little stuff that he's been able to get away with. He's not really getting away with now. And then let's just – I'm going to just use Tyreek Hill here. If you're supposed to run a 12-yard comeback route – you can't run it at 13, 14 and come back. You got to be precise on this stuff, whereas they used to get away with it. They used to just get just flat out, okay, people are terrified of them. I don't know if people are so scared of them anymore, although they still have the same players, because if they're not playing that way, then they're just a, a good offense. Now, you're right. I don't care what nobody say. They talk about this Kansas City offense all they want. I'm not taking Josh Allen in that offense over this Kansas City offense. I, I, the weapons on this offense, they can explode for 50 points at any given time. Yeah, Josh Allen and that crew going to get you 28 consistently, 30. Not like this offense right here. This offense is crazy good. So, Matt, maybe they figure it out sooner than later. Maybe they don't. I personally thought they would have figured it out by now. Yeah, I, I thought so too. There's an interesting narrative, which is probably a better question for AB because he understands the nuances of the game a lot more than I do. I'm more of a data-driven person, but I've seen it floated out there that teams aren't blitzing Mahomes as much. And I'm not sure what that would do to a quarterback like, like him, but it seems to have had an effect. And my first instinct was, you know, maybe they're dedicating more coverage to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. These guys aren't just beating one-on-one -on -one coverage as easily as they had in the past. And it's causing Mahomes some trouble. A guy who is mobile, but, you know, he's not like, Lamar Jackson, a Kyler Murray. He's not that guy where you need to dedicate an individual defensive player to like spy him or anything, but I don't know. I'm really curious what AB has to say about that. Okay. So when you don't blitz them, what you make the offense do 
you make them go 10, 11, 12 play drives down the field to score. And with this offense, how they have been in the past is they're that big play offense. They're looking for that Tyreek Hill 70 yard bomb or four plays, two to Kelsey, one to, I don't know, Tariq Hill, and then they get a screen pass or a touchdown. Like, they don't they don't really do, like, 12-play drives. They haven't in, like, in a while. So if you make them do it, it gives them more opportunity to mess up. One, you get a tip ball, which a lot of it has been. It's not like Mahomes is just throwing the ball to the other team. There's a He's not Carson Wentzing it in his own end zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you saw that last night? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. It's – I, I'm, I think they're going to get it together. Um, it's just they got to be patient. I go back to that, that Super Bowl that I actually played in, that one. I'm going to go back to that one because Peyton Manning did that in the first <laughs> – Peyton Manning did that in the first drive. He did not take what we were giving him. He wanted more, and he threw an interception early on in that, in that Super Bowl, and then he reeled it in, and now he's just going to take five yards, six yards, whatever we gave him, because if you try to do more, that's when you're going to get in trouble. Mahomes needs to do that and dink and dunk all the way down the field. And then they'll open up. That's when Tyreek Hill becomes a problem. And Travis Kelsey becomes a problem because now people are trying to blitz. You go one-on-one. Well, you're not going to be one-on-one with those guys. But let me, one more thing, because I'm fascinated by this. Then we're going to get into the matchup today, but I think all of this actually helps a ton. Um, hell, dude, we talked about it the other day. Look at how much work Aaron Jones got in the passing game, plus how much work AJ Dillon got. Right? They, they, they. We, we, we kind of tried to diagnose what would happen. Matt went in and looked at some of the some of the numbers and what formations the the Packers ran without Adams, and maybe this helps us get where we need to go. But uh, AB, I'll ask you one more time. As Matt said, you you are more familiar with this stuff than we are. Aren't if you're not blitzing right, and you're giving Mahomes more time in the pocket, but you're forcing him to, like you said, take those those less explosive plays aren't guys like Tyree kill and Hardman players that can get themselves open when there's time against the defender. And, and doesn't Patrick Mahomes, isn't he known for that type of precision that can throw receivers open when he has a Kelsey or a Hill, even if they aren't blitzing? Yes, he is. He, he has been in the past, but like we, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, he is slightly off when you're slightly off. Gotcha. Gotcha. When you're seeing those tilt balls, balls that, usually aren't tipped they're being tipped now and now they turn they turn into turnovers or takeaways for the defense so that's what we're seeing they're just slightly off when they get on because they will they're gonna roll derrick henry suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury oh man first time in his career he's been hurt that is brutal wow i have him in almost every single league too that, that is, is kind of that's kind of crazy. As many carries as he gets, this is uh, the first time he's been hurt. Yep. Wow. That is terrible, man. Wow. All right. Well, we'll talk about that throughout the week for sure. And that today on the Fantasy Football Show, awesome fantasy football show on the Fantasy Football Channel, 2 p.m. Eastern. So hang with us. It's now uh, like three of the top four backs significantly injured. Crazy. McCaffrey, Barkley, Henry. Yep. Even Man, more when and, you go past that, like Chubb's been hurt. Cook's been hurt. Hunt, been Hunt hurt. is out. Hunt is out. Mm. A lot of injuries. My yeah. God, that's brutal for Derrick Henry. And he came back in. He was on the sidelines with his cleat off. He must have come back in and played anyway. Really have, struggled, though. They have some of the most egregious backups in the league. 
God. Jeremy like, McNichols. And Darrington Evans coming off the IR. And outside of that, they're, they're leaning on undrafted free agent, Makai Sargent. Does this destroy them going forward? Probably. He's the engine of their offense. I mean, they do yeah. have they, – they have, they have a capable quarterback. They got two pretty dang good receivers. I don't know if it destroys them. It changes how they play offense, but we'll yeah. see. I mean, I, that also depends on if Julio Jones' hamstring isn't busted up the entire year. I don't know. I mean, the way Henry wears an, a defense down in the second half is unlike anything I've ever seen. So that – It changes whew. the way you're going to defend that team. No mm-hmm. doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Granted, they've won back-to-back games against good teams with Henry having underperforming, underwhelming games, but he's also had like 50 combined carries and they're selling out to stop him. So what happens when you stop selling out? I don't know. That's crazy. Anyway, we're happy to have you guys with us. As always, hit that thumbs up. Welcome back from the weekend. Hope you had a good Halloween with, uh, I don't know, your kids, your family, whatever it is. Maybe you were just drinking with the friends. Whatever it was, hopefully it was fun. And we're back from it. November 1st, about to get cold around here. AB, I, 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 I envy you being down south in, in the Atlanta area right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually kind of chilly. Once you live here, I know it's like it's bad to be like, oh, it's cold because I just came from Chicago, so I get it. But when you're here and you're used to 65 and it gets to 40, you're like, whoa, all right. <laughs> For sure. All right, let's do it. Uh, Of course, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. That's greatly appreciated around here. Uh, And all of this, the thumbs up, the subscribe, even commenting down below if you're watching this after the fact, helps us combat the YouTube overlords. You know that, the algorithm around this way. Uh, We do all we can do, and uh, we need you to help us out if you like this content. Appreciate it. Let's kick it off, Matt, with the New York Giants. They are 10 and a half point dogs. They have a 20.75 implied total. We already know this much. Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley have both been ruled out. Sterling Shepard looks like he's in line to play. He's questionable. And Kadarius Toney looks like he could be a legitimate game time decision. So let's start with the pass catchers here before we get into the backfield. Kansas City has been ravaged by passing attacks. Good, bad, mediocre. Hasn't really mattered in most cases. They've looked to have gotten a little better up against bad teams like Taylor Heineke in Washington. They shut them down a little bit, but more than anything on a showdown slate, single game, how do we attack them today with the New York giants passing uh, weapons? I think Daniel Jones is a priority and it's going to be tough because you're going to have to decide between Mahomes, Daniel Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill, really, really difficult to play all three. I'm not even sure it's feasible on DraftKings. I've only built a few lineups so far this morning. But Daniel Jones has a couple ways to get there. They're projected to trail in this game, obviously a phenomenal matchup for him against a porous Kansas City secondary. But what I really like is he has some of that mobility too. He's going to scramble. He's going to pick up about 20 to 30 yards on the ground. He has some touchdown equity on the goal line just because Saquon Barkley being injured. They haven't scored a ton of points so far this year. And I think in a game with this matchup, as the total reflects, it's over 50 points. They're, they're going to put up some points. I don't think it's going to be enough to win. But with Daniel Jones being mobile, I think he's more of a safer option, a floor play, someone you'd look to in cash over the more volatile options on Kansas City, the pass catchers, that is. What about you, A.B.? How are you approaching these these pass catching options, assuming that Sterling Shepard plays tonight? Um, Sterling Shepard is going to get he's going to get peppered with every every opportunity that he (laughs) that that they can get. They want him. I mean, Kadarius Tony is the same. I mean, but. 
Kadarius Tony is more of a he can break a big one. Like I'm not really worried about Shepard running away from anybody, but Kadarius Tony can catch a little slant or a little uh, smoke route um, and make a guy miss and take it up 40 yards down the sideline. So a guy like that, I like. Shepard's going to get the most um, opportunities. So if I'm going to go with one, I I like Shepard. I like Shepard tonight. I think we've seen it in the past where he can get up to eight to ten targets for sure pretty easy. And they're going to need it. They're going to have to throw the ball, I think. I think Kansas City's going to score a lot of points. They're going to have to throw it. Yeah, Shepard's a clear option here. Look, he might not be a guy that, unless he's facing the Eagles, because it feels like every time he faces Philadelphia, he'll rip off, you know, a, a slant route for 80 yards to the house. But most teams are able to contain him after the catch, at least enough to keep him from breaking one. But I still like him. The volume should be there. And Daniel Jones has clearly leaned on Sterling Shepard every single, almost every single week he's been healthy, right? I mean, the one game against Atlanta, he got injured. Uh, so I don't even count that. Then the three games that he's played from beginning to end, 14, 9, and 10 targets. That's that's massive for a showdown slate, especially given that if you're if you're paying for Shepard, he's not that expensive. I mean, he's a mid-range price today. Matt, what about what what about um uh Evan Ingram, who you want to talk about a disappointment? His salary definitely reflects his lack of production this season, but is it time to give up on Evan Ingram or do we eventually get one of those games that people like our buddy uh, Ben Rasa have been waiting for, for a very long time. I think he's only viable in tournaments and it comes down to, we've seen him with more opportunity. Essentially all these pass catchers we've already mentioned have been out for games and games at the same time too, where Evan Ingram was theoretically the number one pass catcher without a doubt in mind. And he hasn't gotten it done. And this is becoming a larger and larger sample now. Last year was the same thing with Evan Ingram. He's been one of the least efficient receiving tight ends in the NFL over the last two seasons. As far as his price and as a play, he's still a buy low. If you think he can return to that form we saw early in his career, he could make some sense. He's not exactly the most expensive play. And we, we're not going to see Caden Smith here either, their backup tight end. So it looks like he could be in line for, I'm guessing we're not going to see Caden Smith. He, Caden Smith went limited practice to DNP, which is never a good sign. So if that kind of opens up more snaps for him, I think he's in line for tournament play. What about you? Any interest in in, in somebody like Evan Ingram, despite how bad he's been, AB? Oh man, he's still he's still really athletic. He still can, at for a tight end. I mean, he can he can be one of those guys. You go two three catches, and he's going to get you fifty yards. He might even get a touchdown. I mean, it's it, it can happen in this game because. They'll have probably a honey badger guarding him. He has a huge difference as far as size here. If you can get that matchup um, at the Giants, uh, as the Giants offense, you want to you want to really attack that. I get it. Honey badger is a, a playmaker, but he's still small. So you get down to the red zone and get down. Uh, you can throw a ball up and he can go get one. So I do like it. I do like the play. I just in that area. I mean. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Slayton. I'm looking at uh, maybe even uh, uh, gosh, the Pettis, um, a guy like that, that I think is going to score points as well. But I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it, no. Where are you at on Kadarius Tony if he plays? Again, we have no Kenny Galladay, so mm. that's, 
okay, so let, let, let's talk about him because this was a guy that coming into the year, people were pretty pissed off about uh, Giants fans. Not thrilled that they drafted Kadarius Tony, traded out of uh, out of a spot that they could have, you know, what, what was it? They they made the trade with uh, for for Chicago to get yeah. Fields, uh, yep. for Chicago to get Fields. Yeah, Kadarius Tony looks like a pretty decent draft pick right now, though. I know he's really benefited from some injuries, but with the way that he's played and Galladay being out, it's hard to believe that he's not going to be pretty heavily involved, especially given that the Giants could be playing from behind quite a bit or pretty early off and often today. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think he's – regardless of how you get the opportunity, I think Giants fans need to just relax. Like, hell, Tom Brady's in there because somebody got hurt, you know? Like, yeah. Mike why. White, so, baby. Yeah, like, I don't – however you get the opportunity, it doesn't even matter. He's in there. He is an explosive player. You need as many explosive players on that offense as you can, especially Barkley's out. Like, there aren't any explosive players after him. You thought Ingram was going to be one. From the tight end position, he hasn't shown that. You've you've injected some some go get it. I mean, he's a Florida Gator, so I'm a little biased, but hey, the kid can go, man. The kid he can play. If he gets the targets, I mean, he showed up. It was one game this year. He had a really big game. Um, Dallas, maybe. Uh, he had what ten catches, 180 yards. Like he has Dallas, that yeah. ability. He 10 has for 189. Ability, so. Yeah, and he's hey. Not many guys in their in their receiving room has that ability to go do that on a on any given night. No, agreed. That was the the same day, Matt, that that he that he tried punching a guy in the helmet, which you know always a always a wise business decision. Yeah, I mean, we sometimes I mean that <laughs> that wild side come out too. <laughs> oh, I get, look, dude, it doesn't bother me. I thought it was hilarious. I, I just. I just find the closed fist to a hard helmet always common. Not very you know? smart. <laughs> yeah. But no, I thought it was great. Listen, man, I, I I'm all about the theatrics when it comes to the NFL, but uh, yeah, I, I remember that it was at the end. He had a huge game. And prior to that, Matt, Tony had a good game against new Orleans as well. That's kind of where he, uh, where he came out of nowhere with the six, uh, uh, six for 78. He hasn't really been, I don't think he's found the end zone yet, but, you know, in due time, if you're going to get those type of looks, what are your thoughts on Tony if he's active and not limited tonight? Yeah, I love Tony. And if he's active, I think he'll be fine. They've been very cautious with their pass catchers this year. So I'm not, as long as he is active, I'm not really worried about a lot of re-injury risk. It, it could happen. You never know. But at the same time, I think he'll be close to full health. And Tony's just so dynamic as a pass catcher. He offers you a lot that Sterling Shepard does not. And I think they're going to mix and match them in the slot, which has really been a place where Daniel Jones has been able to find advantageous matchups. The best place that you want to play Shepard and Tony is in the slot, but unfortunately you can't play them both there. Shepard has been moved out wide in the past. So I think you might see more Tony in the slot too. And they've already shown a willingness to get Tony, these sort of like Rondale Moore gadget type plays where he can get those yards after the catch. But what I really like about that is it gives him a safer floor. He has that reception floor on a site like DraftKings, and then everything he does after the catch is a nice bonus. So I think it'll be high target volume, a good floor overall, and the high ceiling just because he's so involved. I think uh, – so I want to say this right here. So let's really think about Kadir's Tony, why is he questionable? It's an ankle, okay? Um, Shepard is coming back on a hamstring, right? So we saw in that Arizona game um, – Hopkins coming back from a hamstring, a hamstring, like you can one route and you can pull that sucker. 
Like, Julio Jones. Julio Jones, Julio, too. Julio. Like, you can re-aggravate it. Uh, I, I, I'm leaning more and more to Kadarius Tony because I know a lot of people will be going to Shepard. Um, I would lean more to Kadarius Tony and the ankle. You wrap it up. I mean, a hamstring, there's nothing you can really do with that hammy playing receiver. He's an offensive lineman. You're not trying to sprint full speed down the field or running from people trying to hurt you. So, I mean, that's I, – I like – I'm liking Kadarius Tony a little more just by looking at what injuries are coming back from or potentially coming back from. I like that. I, I'll say right now, him and, him and Shepard are both projected for, you know, pretty similar ownership here. Mm-hmm. But one, I think, though, once we get some information on what their statuses look like, that's when things could change for sure. I mean, we have both of them projected in right now. Matt, I'll ask you this though. With Danny Jones, we have a tool that's that I love using. It's the the awesome or the the top showdown and single game plays tool. So where basically you're just taking like, okay, what's the probability that they'll be at the top overall player, that they'll be the optimal captain, or they'll be two through six in, in, on DraftKings, two through five on FanDuel. Right now, Mahomes has a forty percent top play probability. Hill and Kelsey are at 20 and 11% respectively. And then coming in at fourth is Daniel Jones, which is in alignment with his salary, right? Because you have Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey, one, two, three, respectively in price point. And then Daniel Jones sitting there fourth on DraftKings. Yeah, I think Daniel Jones offers some pretty solid leverage today. It's not too often we see these quarterbacks come in with such low ownership. It comes down to, I think you just have such high ceiling options on the Chiefs. If they do score that like 40, 50 point game between Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, the opportunity is so condensed there that in the event that this game does go over the total, those guys likely have a lot to do with it. And they're on the favored team. But again, Daniel Jones has a really safe floor playing the quarterback position with the rushing equity he provides. So in cash formats, low risk contests, more likely to play Daniel Jones. And then we'll talk about the Chiefs later, but their ceiling's just so high. I think in tournaments, that could be a spot where you can still get different, even though you're playing them. What do you think of Jones rushing upside today? I mean, how much does that push him uh, into the conversation when you have a lot of other quarterbacks that, that don't run particularly well? Yeah, I don't think he has a ton of upside as a rusher. I think it's a pretty narrow range of outcomes unless he scores a touchdown. Like he had that really, really long run in week two He's mm-hmm. just not that athletic. It's a pretty anomalous play overall. I think you're probably going to see him between 20 and 35 yards. If he scores that touchdown on the ground, that's going to be the difference maker rather than him having like a big ceiling game. He's been pretty narrow in terms of what carries he receives and how much yardage he puts out, but that is a good floor. It really is. What about you with Danny Jones, A.B.? I like him for all the reasons Matt is saying. I, I, I like him, and I'll be looking at the ownership to see and hope that more people have um, a lot more people have uh, Mahomes because I really like Daniel Jones as a, a contrarian option, if you will. And he, if, if he scores a rushing touchdown, which I think is a pretty decent possibility, then he just, he just might, he just might be close enough to Mahomes to warrant like that captain spot. Like I'm not, I'm not putting it out. I'm not just going to, I mean, what, a year ago, we just, okay, Mahomes got to go there. But I don't think it's that clear cut right now because if Mahomes has a, another game like he's been having, then you're going to have the upper edge. You're going to have the upper hand with, um, with Daniel Jones. 
You know, I tell you what, we talk a lot about the passing game, and I know that, that Saquon Barkley's out, but Devontae Booker is getting, you know, a ton of work in this backfield, Matt. And I think you look at last week, 82% of snaps. He wasn't very good. Fortunately, he salvaged for me in some spots with that late 19-yard touchdown run against Carolina. But even though we only saw 14 attempts, three targets, 17 looks, uh, and then, of course, in the game prior to that, 16 looks, but that was in three quarters. They were getting smoked. He was playing all of the snaps. This is still a guy that is out there for the large majority of the game. 88% of snaps in week five. He would have been 90-plus if Barkley didn't play the first you know, handful of snaps. Uh, 72 in a blowout loss. Didn't play a snap in the fourth quarter, so it would have been well above that. And then 82 last week in that blowout win over Carolina where he lost some snaps again to Elijah Penny late in the game. I do think the opportunity for Booker in this game, both as a rusher and a pass catcher, to me is really intriguing. And I won't look, he's he's not exactly um, he's not dirt cheap by any stretch, but I know they're ten and a half point dogs. I just keep coming back to a guy like Booker and thinking that on a showdown slate, this is somebody that in a PPR format can give you some 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 upside for sure. Yeah, I think you could definitely get to him. He's going to be unpopular, which in tournaments is something we love because the opportunity will be there. When it comes down to just raw projections, he projects worse than Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony. They're both cheaper. So if you're playing cash or playing low risk contests, I don't think it's worth messing with that negative game script and him potentially just being phased out of the game. But if you're playing tournaments, the workload's there. It's essentially the Saquon Barkley workload, maybe without a little bit of the pass catching upside. Right. But he's seeing all of the work. So if there's a crazy game script, and maybe we saw it last week, we saw Kansas City nearly touchdown favorites over t- Tennessee just get blown out in the game. What's to say New York doesn't receive the opening kickoff? Devontae Booker's the engine of the offense, and they score right away. And then they're in positive to neutral game script. Devontae B- Booker, fantastic playing tournaments, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. Look. Sometimes you just have to take the volume and, and hope that, hey, if this guy is going to be on the field, if it get, let's say it stays competitive or even close enough, if he's on the field for 90% of snaps in the backfield, I'm willing to, to, to do that. And, and Matt's always mentioned, like, a lot of times these guys get, uh, they, they get receptions that aren't drawn up for them, right? Like, it's just, whether it's an audible at the line of scrimmage or whatever, they just, if they're on the field, things can happen. And that's what I'm looking for. Um, AB, where are you going with Devontae Booker? I don't think he's very good. Me neither. <laughs> he can get all the work he wants. He's not productive with it. So, And like Matt said, I mean, he's right there with some other guys that I think are going to be more productive. If they come out and they drive down the field, true, you'll be, you'll be sitting in a, a great spot because the game is playing a little different than most think it's going to play out. But Look at just look at the games. He's not going to have more. He's going to have 15 carries for the most part. He's going to gain 50 yards. He's going to get three catches out of the backfield. If he doesn't score a touchdown, then yeah, I don't think he's worth it, honestly. Look, you could definitely be right. Kansas City's run defense is dog shit, though, too. I mean, I, I know <laughs> for me, I don't disagree that he's not very good. I'm less relying on efficiency here and more just him being on the field. If the Giants score 28 points, which I don't think is really crazy to think of, just given how many big games the Chiefs have allowed to opponents, whether it be at garbage time or, or whatever, I, I like him a little bit more than, than you do. I, I 
in cash games, obviously, or even like small field tournaments. Yeah. You're looking to these wide receivers here that are, you know, less expensive than him and, and, and have higher upside, but 15 carries in three or four receptions is still almost 20 touches. No. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, I'm telling he's, I'm saying this, he's probably going to go out and have 15 carries for a buck 10, two touchdowns. <laughs> Like, but I just, I'm not going to be, I'm, gosh, maybe I have one lineup with him if I build 10, but I just don't, I don't like the production. I think you'll get better production from someone else, but you're right. In the large field tournaments, if he, if he does, if they score 28 points, I believe it'll come through them running the football, um, Maybe Kadarius Tony uh, breaking a big one, but outside of that, I mean, yeah, I guess he could be. I mean, large field tournaments, Devontae Booker is, is a viable option, but I'm just, I'm not going to be there. All right, fair enough, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to convince you anything. I just, sometimes I'll take that volume when mm-hmm. I can get yep. it on a one game slate and hopefully it breaks my way. Yep. No house. Ad- oh, actually, uh, AB, any, I have to ask, kicker or defense for you this week? <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I, I'm glad you asked because I, I don't like the Giants. I mean, I don't like the Giants defense. I do like Kansas City. I think, I think Kansas City's defense scores tonight. I, I think they'll score. And if they can hold them to 14 points, something like that, I think they could be, they could be uh, viable. Um, or I, I don't know if they must have, but I think they can, they'll outscore some of the receivers that a lot of people will be pumping in there if they score a touchdown tonight. And I think they will. I think Daniel Jones is, he, he has one of the 32 jobs in the world as a quarterback, but I don't think he's very good at his job. So I think he'll throw him one. I think he's going to throw him one and it only takes one, right? It takes one, one takeaway, uh, sack fumble. He holds the ball. Um, one sack fumble, they scoop and score. I think Kansas City scores. I think there'll be, there'll be a pretty good play tonight. Matt, any other thoughts on the Giants? I think we hit it for the most part. Um, they don't really have a lot of these guys in the depths they're going to use. They're pretty concentrated with their targets, so there's not really a bunch of, like, really cheap flyers. Some of these guys are coming back from injury. Some Like, some of the receivers that might benefit if they are limited, you could look to, like, a John Ross, maybe. We didn't talk a lot about Darius Slayton, but I fully expect him to be the third wide receiver if, like, Sterling Shepard is injured or something midway through the game. I think Darius Slayton could benefit. He's just a little expensive for his role, which is why he doesn't pop up in like a lot of optimals or cash game builds, but he should be on the field just as much as much as Tony and Shepard overall. I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we mentioned him. Who mentioned who? I'm sorry. Darius. Did Matt's audio go out? Did Matt freeze on us? Matt, who, right who are you? Darius oh, Slayton. Slayton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's a good tournament play just because they'll be on the field as much as like Shepard and Tony. Yeah. We saw, we saw Darius Slayton back in week two against Washington uh, with that long touchdown. Right. Uh, And then dropped another long touchdown. He would have had two 30 plus yard touchdown receptions on that day, blown everything wide open. So yeah, like Slayton is the type of guy that if he's out there uh, and the guy can stay healthy, then, yeah, is it crazy to think that maybe, you know, one of his four targets goes for a 50-yard score? No, Daniel Jones definitely looks his way. I'm glad you mentioned that. Also want to mention No House Advantage. If you guys haven't checked this out yet, use the promo code AWESOMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O. 
get up to $25 when you sign up and deposit with us for the first or through us through the UI promo code Osmo when you deposit and sign up for the first time. No house advantage, totally different way to enjoy DFS, bringing you player prop contest. It's 100% peer to peer, levels the playing field. You have over 500 props offered, huge, huge menu of props. And of course, you could mass enter these if you'd like. Now, the best thing about this is the fact because you have a lot of these player prop sites out there and apps and stuff, and you can go to nohouseadvantage.com, download it in the app store, go to the, uh, go to the Google Play Store, whatever it is. But the best thing about it is we have built tools specifically for No House Advantage at Osmo that are entirely free. The No House Advantage player prop tool and the No House Advantage optimal lineups tool to be used in conjunction with No House Advantage when you sign up using the promo code Osmo and get those free funds injected into your account. But also static props, unlike other sites, you can compare them to our player prop projections, compare them to where the uh, traditional books are. They don't move. They don't change them. So if an injury pops up, you can hammer those props in a big way. Like yesterday, perfect example would have been to hammer the over on all of the Atlanta props when Calvin Ridley went down. You would have lost all of them, but it still would have been the right move. And that type of approach more times than not is going to win you money. Uh, and a lot of people don't take advantage of that. So use all of that to your advantage. I'm telling you, it's huge. We have the tools free every single day of the week. These props don't change over there. You're building lineups just without salary. The props you like the most, you put at the top, they're, they're worth the most points. The ones you're least confident in go at the bottom of your lineup. They're worth the fewest points. Check it out, nohouseadvantage.com or the App Store, Google Play Store. Use the promo code AWESOMO when you sign up to get up to $25 on your first deposit. All right, fellas, AB, let's go to Kansas City on the other side of this one. We talked a lot about them at the beginning of the show, so I don't think we even need to really dissect what's going on here. Let's dive straight into it with Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyree Kill, the big three out of the gate. Um, I think what I was saying earlier is I, I think it's spot on. I mean, uh, I think they'll try to be methodical down the field. I think the shorter routes, I think it favors Kelsey a lot. I think he'll get a ton of targets tonight. And I don't think the Giants have anybody that can match up with him. So I think Kelsey's my, probably my favorite play tonight. Um, he is in an explosive um, offense. I think they're going to score a lot of points. I think he'll be the beneficiary of an offense that's just trying to make sure they don't make mistakes. Pushing the ball down the field, I think that's more Tariq Hill. I think that's where they kind of get in trouble um, when they're trying to push the ball down the field against a team that's playing coverage as opposed to coming after Mahomes in a blitz form or something like that. So I, I love uh, Kelsey tonight. Um, Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And Tariq Hill, if they're able to run the ball, um, I think um, then Tariq Hill comes into play. But if, I just don't see it. I don't see them being able to just run the ball down their throat with Williams. He hasn't – he's been all right. I think he had one game that he was decent but since he's been in there. But, nah, I think it's going to be a Kelsey kind of night. Yeah, I mean, last game they kind of abandoned him because they were just getting – their doors blown off by Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Williams, Matt, because in that first start he got after Clyde Edwards, Alaire went on to the injured reserve, he had 25 uh, looks, 24 touches and 21 carries. So I, I am actually really intrigued to see in a, in a projected favorable game script, what type of workload does Daryl Williams get? And based on the struggles that we've seen from Kansas city 
trying to operate the same offense that they have in the past without success in some weeks, do they look to lean on the run a little bit more against the team that, that they can probably beat up on? Where you, where, where do you, how do you think this offense plays out or at least how they're expected to play out early on today? Yeah, I like that they're so concentrated. So even with their expensive prices, they are priorities. I'll echo what AB said about Travis Kelsey, just from a different angle. When you look at him compared to Tyreek Hill today in the captain spot, Travis Kelsey coming in with half the ownership right now. In overall ownership, he's coming in about two thirds as much as Tyreek Hill. So you're getting a bit of leverage there as well. And if you have some of those matchup advantages that Kelsey can take advantage of, it's a very strong play. As far as Daryl Williams goes, you just can't play everybody up here. And he is still expensive. He's not in the same price range as like Mahomes, Hill, Daniel Jones, Kelsey, but he's still very expensive overall, just below 10K on DraftKings. He projects worse than all those players. Say so it's a little tough for me to get there. And then with the Chiefs being such a pass-heavy offense, being so friendly for Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, I think he would need to get down, like the, the Chiefs would have to get down in like the five-yard line a couple times. And then they'd have to be running from the goal line for him to punch in a couple touchdowns. It's certainly in the range of outcomes and they are projected to be winning in this game by double digit points. So that favors positive game script, extra running plays, but Williams, I think he's just a little riskier than your Tyree kills and your Travis Kelsey's. I hear you, but you mentioned the one thing that scares me a little bit, Matt is even when Clyde Edwards, Alaire was healthy, we saw Daryl Williams getting goal line touches, right? And he has 13 red zone carries on the year to Edwards, Alaire's seven. And, you know, had more than him before Edwards Alaire went out. Five goal line attempts, four touchdowns, seven rushing attempts inside the 10. That's the one thing that, that scares me. And look, I'm not saying it's going to happen. We all know that this is also the type of offense that will see less red zone trips because you have guys like Kelsey and Hill that can score from outside the 20. But yeah, the one thing about Williams that worries me is that he has one of those similar games that he did against Washington where he punches two in from inside the 10. Yeah, and that's why he's a great tournament play because that could happen yeah. in any game. The Chiefs score a ton of points. They're 10 and a half point favorites here. The Giants defense definitely doesn't scare you. That's why I think he's great in tournaments. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, where was this comment? Uh, Rosa Music says, let's stop calling this offense explosive for now. They haven't done no exploding lately. Yeah, look, they, they haven't been as good, but this is still a team that, on the season has games of 42 points, 35, 33, 31, two weeks ago. We know that against New York, AB, they can still go for 40 and no one's going to bat an eye. Nobody. I, I mean, I think people have to take it with a grain of salt. And when they're talking about an offense, that's not very good. This offense is still pretty damn good. Okay. They're just not as crazy good as we remember them what, a year ago when Patrick – or two years ago when Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns. They're just not doing that. Like, that's all. They're still really, really good. Um, and, yes, they can go off at any point. At any point, they still got Patrick Mahomes. When this season started, Patrick Mahomes, a lot of people's eyes include mine, and I still believe that, he is the most gifted athlete or gifted quarterback we've seen. That didn't change over the past six weeks. He still has it. It's just about honing in and getting stuff together because these defensive coordinators, they spend all offseason trying to stop you. Now you got to figure them out and see what works against what they're doing to you. And I think they will. Who are your favorite options today from Kansas City, AB? Obviously, we would just love to say, oh, I love Kelsey. I love Hill. But 
whenever Kansas City is on a primetime slate for a showdown, we know it's not easy to build lineups. And when you do, if you're only a single entry guy or maybe a three max or five, ten lineups, you're mm-hmm. terrified thinking that you might be underweight on one of these two uh, pass catchers. No, for, for sure. I Man, I, I love Kelsey. I think he's going to get peppered the most. Um, just like what you said in the beginning, like people aren't, I think either you or Matt said it, they're not blitzing Mahomes as much. So that's when Tariq Hill comes into play because then he's one-on-one. Then you get those moments where he's one-on-one. Nobody can run with Tariq Hill in the NFL. So one-on-one, they're going deep. They're getting those big explosive plays. I'm more Kelsey, even though Tariq Hill doesn't need the 10 catches for 130 yards like Kelsey, Tariq Hill can have four catches for a, a buck 80. Like he could just have one of those, I don't know, those Randy Mosses uh, against Dallas back in the day. He had three catches for 170 yards and three touchdowns. Like he had, he, Tariq Hill has that ability. So just to go back to that, that um, person that said something about uh, Kansas City's offense, if they go over 400 yards tonight offense, they'll have the top offense as far as yards go in the league. Oh, is that they right? Go yeah, because who's first is Tampa Bay at 3,385 yards. They're in, I don't know, sixth place with 2,935. So they go 400 yards. They still have more yards than any other team in yeah. the NFL. And Tampa's played eight games. The Rams have played eight games. So they're still really good. They're just not as good as – we've seen them in the past few years. You know what I think the problem with this team is Jackson Mahomes making sideline TikTok videos. <laughs> I think that's what needs to stop. And when it does, watch this team just take off, Matt. That, I'm telling you right now, that's the issue. Is it a lot TikToks? Of What's up? What would you say is TikTok oh, have you not, the sideline? Uh, his have you not seen these? Jackson Mahomes, Patrick's brother? Mm-mm. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day he's on the sideline doing some like wild dances and sending them out on TikTok and stuff. I mean, we need to be done with that. Let Patrick do his job is what I'm saying. Right, Jordan? <laughs> I mean, Jordan. was he not doing that before? I like, don't know. Was he not doing it before. Hey, nobody. Hey, when hey, stop, when stop, 40, stop. Don't nobody say anything. Stop. Don't don't bust up my narrative here. Just let's go with this. OK. <laughs> It's Jackson Mahomes' fault, and he needs to stop the sideline TikToks. I'm sure he's going to sure. Get off the sideline. Yeah, get off the sideline. Yes. Get off Sean Taylor's jersey number doing your TikToks, bro. I can't believe you didn't see that. That was crazy. I, I got to look that oh, up. Yeah, look up Jackson Mahomes, Sean Taylor. Ooh, people got pissed. Kind of wasn't his fault, but anyway. Uh, Matt, who are your favorite options here of the big boys? And then can we talk about some of these peripheral options? Because – Every time Kansas City plays a showdown, I'm telling you, go back and look at it. It's a Byron Pringle. It's a Demarcus Robinson. It's one of those guys that ends up scoring and puts you over the top and allows you to get the expensive players in your lineup. Yeah, as far as my favorite options go, I'm with AB on Kelsey. I liked him from an ownership perspective just because you were getting leverage with him comparatively when looking at him versus Tyreek Hill. So hearing some of these matchup advantages too is positive as far as me just liking him. But ultimately, if you're playing multiple lineups, you need to be playing them both. I wouldn't be trying to take like a huge stand between them. If you're playing just a couple, that's where you can. Or if you're playing like cash games, obviously you just want to either play them both or play which one projects better. 
And this Kansas City offense is really fun because they're explosive. And I'm going to keep calling them explosive. They scored 30 points <laughs> and 400 yards last two weeks ago. And they don't use a clear wide receiver three. So you have a lot of opportunity in tournaments to pick and choose some of these players. You have Miko Hardman playing the most. So he probably has the most secure projection there. But then you'll also see the Byron Pringles, the Demarcus Robinsons. Now Josh Gordon is continuing to get more involved in the offense. So there's a lot of pass catchers that are going to be on the field, maybe not for a full complement of snaps, but they'll be out there in some capacity. And I think Miko Hardman is the one we always try to play. He seldom has the big games. He's kind of like a poor man's Tyreek Hill and that he gets used in some of these gadgety ways, like a hyper athlete, but he just hasn't quite put it all together on the NFL field. Byron Pringle, he's a late, late day draft, draft pick. I think a day three guy out of Kansas State. But he's been a little more consistent, just doesn't play as much as Miko Hardman. And then you always have kind of like the black box and Josh Gordon, who hasn't been with the team very long, but as he gets more involved in the offense, like how high could his snap share rise? And Josh Gordon is at the literal stone min today. So I think he's going to be a somewhat popular play as the avenue to jamming in like Mahomes, Hill and Kelsey. What's a black box? Like, like I know unknown it's on prospect. an airplane. Okay. It's a, it's a saying about like something unknown. Oh, okay. Like an unknown quantity. Okay. Yes. How, gotcha. how good do you have to be? How athletic do you have to be to not play football, period? And everybody's still like, I think he might be able to play. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He, like, he goes years and don't play, and everybody's still intrigued about yeah. him. Yeah, and it's not like – and let's be fair. Some of those years, it's not like he was exactly uh, only working out and taking care of his body either, and he still bounces back. Yes, you know? he didn't. He, he did not. He did not take the Jamar Chase year off. Like he right, was right, something yeah. different. Yeah, <laughs> he took the Ricky Williams year off. Yes, that's the yes. I love Josh Gordon, man. All I want to do is see that guy succeed. But time's running out, so yes, yes. It Can is. we get to all right? So we got about five minutes to go here. Can we get to to Josh Gordon? And who would your preferred options be if you're not talking about the top players, AB, on Kansas City? Oh, I I like. Um, uh, I like Robinson. Um, I think he is, he is one of those players that can, that can get four targets and they will target him in the red zone. He'll get some deep shots. Um, Miko Harmon will probably be the first one that people kind of gravitate to after Tariq Hill and, uh, Kelsey. So I think he could be a pretty sneaky play. Um, and obviously, Miko Harmon is a, I mean, he's a game breaker. They got game breakers that can take a slant to the house or take a screen pass and gone. So, but if there's one I got to pick between those two, I'd probably go with Robinson. I think you'll get a pretty good leverage. But I mean, I got to look at the ownership um, and make sure that that's the case. I'm not touching Mr. Pringle. Uh, every time I take a dart throw at him, I, it, there's zero chance. He like, he gets four snaps in the game. Like, okay, I'm not playing this guy. I'm Dude, done. Pring Pringle's gonna Pringle's the primetime king, man. I'm telling you, it's coming. <laughs> We're getting the Pringle touch. He has a primetime touchdown today, uh, this season, too. It's happening, man. Oh, man. Um, I, I don't blame you at all. I'm just telling you. Like, it will. I, I, I like Pringle a little bit more than you do. He's got nine targets over his last two games. You could do worse than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I hear you're just saying whenever you play the guy, he just doesn't even play. Right. He don't even play. I'm all right. <laughs> I guess I guess I won't play him tonight. If you're gonna play him, I won't play him and then you'll win all the money. 
Appreciate that. That go. would be very kind of you. Hey, <laughs> hit that thumbs up, guys. We're about to build a lineup here. We'd love to get to 100. What do we need? 32 likes to get to 100 likes. If you haven't done so yet, hit that thumbs up. Appreciate you in advance and subscribe to the channel. We're north of 64,000. Thanks to you guys for some reason coming back every single day. All right, let's do this. Captain, uh, large field tournament. Let's go, Matt, first. Travis Kelsey. All right, let's go. What do you got for us, uh, AB? Daniel Jones next. Kelsey Jones. All right, I'm going Katarius Tony then. Matt? I feel like we still got to do Mahomes. Can we? We can. It's going to be, we're going to have to, right. we're going to have to punt. Somewhere. Oh, it feels like a Pringle lineup, boys. <laughs> no I mean, this feels like a Pringle lineup to me. Oh, man. The, good up, thing, the funny thing about it is you can play Pringle and you can still play somebody else that has a decent role. Yeah. You know what? He ain't going to do shit tonight, so I'm a Pringle. He ain't doing a damn thing. What? <laughs> Pringle, let's go. Let's go. All right. What do you mean? 29 left over. Oh, that's tough. I mean, it's – John Ross. Uh, shit. I mean, we could just go kind of half onslaught here and go to Marcus Robinson in hopes it work in hopes of it working out, but there's not a whole lot there. I think that's yeah, fine. I, yeah. I like the okay. Um, what what if we take Pringle out and put the Chiefs defense? Because I'm telling you, they're gonna score a touchdown. All right. Okay. They're gonna right. score. Let's do that. All right, fine. See what we got left. Can we, we fit got him? Yeah, we can fit him. All right. All right. Chiefs defense. You got Mahomes stacked with Robinson, Kelsey, Chiefs defense, and then Daniel Jones, Kadarius, Tony. I kind of like that. Kind of like that. All right. Cool. Large field tournament. Jordan, you had it up there on the lineup builder as well. Awesome. My man. Uh, lineup builder, ownership, player projections, top stack tool, boom, bust tool, all of that stuff. Over at awesomeo.com, built by the number one ranked player. You knew that. Awesomeo himself, Alex Baker. Use those tools to win a ton of money himself as well. You want to get 25% off Awesomeo Plus Platinum for the first week. Every sport, not just football. Use the promo code NFL Showdown, all one word, all caps. Get you 25% off everything for the first week. I'm telling you, it's worth it. You'll love these tools. And we got some free tools on the site today. It is. The NFL showdown rankings, NBA player projections, NHL ownership projections. We got to get out of here because Jordan's got to produce the NBA strategy show. But before we go, favorite bet from everyone. I go to Odd Shopper. I use expected win rate, expected ROI in order to make sure I'm getting the best bets based on our projections and sorting them on one click, making a bet in less than 30 seconds. So that's where I'll be headed today, Matt. But what do you have for us? Favorite bet of the day. I like Daniel Jones. Over 20 and a half completions. It has a 68% win rate for us. We're expecting the Giants to be playing from behind and we're not scared of the Kansas City defense. That's where I will go. Love it. What do you got, AB? Oh, man. I said De uh, Devontae Booker will be at like 50 yards. They got him 51 and a half. And I'm like, gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> to go under. So, and I, man, I don't think he hits it, but I'm going to go with, oh, Daryl Williams, over 58 and a half yards. Okay. I like that a lot. Uh, this sounds – so I, I think I got to go Daniel Jones over 21 and a half completions. I, I think they're going to need to throw today. They're going to need to throw. And if you've got someone like Sterling Shepard out there that you can kind of drop some off to, get maybe four or five to Devontae Booker, 
I think we get there, even if it's not the best game. I like that. And we show you where the best bet can be found. FanDuel minus 114 is the best bet there. 68% expected win rate, 23% ROI. Let's get it. Thanks for hanging out as always, guys. Follow AB at AlexBrown96. Matt at Matt underscore Gajeski. Myself at Lafayette underscore D. Stick around. NBA Strategy Show coming up next. Peace. Peace.